Welcome to the TV show, Show. I'm Rob Schulte, and I'm with my ho- co-host, oh, Brittany, hi. Hey, it's a fun one because I'm in California, just like all the other episodes we're recording. For season three. For season three. Yeah. And here we are, and we've got two guests today. We do, double whammy. Double whammy for a double show, but we'll get into more of that later. There's let's, two versions. Let's let's introduce them. Yeah, good call. Uh, we have for writers for Katie Keene, among other things, uh, Mia Iverson and... Shauna McGarry, my one and only sister-in-law, and also just a wonderful human being, but, uh, you know writer for so many things and any award-winning writer yeah she's shaking her head making a face but it's true <laughs> two and birdie yeah <laughs> no, 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 no i was saying more like oh and then then tell them about mia oh like, mia you've been writing for some time right actually this is my first season but getting, you yeah. are a writer i am a writer yes i've been writing since youth we but went- now i'm finally getting paid <laughs> for it yes so. <laughs> what's that journey dream. like yeah <laughs> very windy yeah well we really appreciate you being on the show this is so much fun thank I, you for having me I, i'm not even sure you are like an er expert that's yes. right i can't even wrap my mind around that because er scared me as a kid <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah funny. so tell us your backstory about your relationship to er like how did you get into it what's yeah. the draw the pull for you so for me my parents you know would watch it every thursday night and i would hear the theme song <laughs> As mm-hmm. I was going to bed, because I was already in bed uh-huh. central time by 9 p.m. <laughs> and so one day I decided to get up and see what it was all about. And so I used to watch from behind the couch. Oh. And they oh. didn't find out, I think, till like season seven. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I started watching it when I was in third grade mm-hmm. is when I started watching behind the couch. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. And then again, for me, it's like we moved around a lot as a kid or whatever and mm-hmm. everyone has their family dynamics. So for me, like knowing that ER came on at the same time every Aww. week, it was like a sense uh, of comfort. It was like, totally. it was my comfort blanket in nice. a way. So that like, yeah. feels good to hear. Yeah. Because there are like so <laughs> I love that a, a gory medical <laughs> show was your comfort It was blanket. exciting. You know, you have like 20 characters over 15 seasons and you know as a kid watching it i'm like oh this is what adult life is like can't wait to <laughs> but it was like it luckily a good one like i yeah. feel like there's a lot of other shows you could have become right. obsessed with that would have led you down a darker path for sure for sure but yeah, yeah. it feels wholesome generally and yeah yeah what yeah. about you shauna do you have a, a history with er we definitely used to watch it as growing up my mm-hmm. parents would watch it and i guess so we just watched it as well um I remember the ambush episode. I remember it being an event that there were a lot of like news specials about it, like local Mm -hmm. news. Like they really pushed it like Mm -hmm. to watch it. So I do remember this episode specifically, but yeah, I for sure watched ER just not, I had no idea it went on for 15 seasons. Yeah, 94 to 2009. And that's real long. Seeing those years (laughs) out loud. Is That's like, a generous It's shocking run. me right now. Yeah. I have to take a moment. Okay, well, while Rob takes a moment, we are covering ER Season 4, Episode 2, Ambush, uh-huh. which the appeal of Ambush, would you like to walk us through that, Mia? Yes, so it is a live episode of television, and wow. usually, you know, how TV works for network TV, you have eight days usually to shoot a whole entire episode, but in this instance, they rehearsed it for eight days, and then... They performed it twice on the same day, once for the East Coast, and then they had a 55-minute turnaround to perform it again for the West Coast. That's so insane. they did pretty much an hour-long play twice live wow. across America. 
with oh, Steven Spielberg in the audience. So. Wow. What? Yes. Wow. That is insane. So what uh, we were able to watch one version, which is on Hulu. Yes. And we're not sure if it was the East or West Coast version. Yeah, I wasn't sure either because they. Uh, I have all the DVDs, mm-hmm. of course, being the super fan that I was. Uh-huh. And... Um, they have this mini doc talking about it and some of the scenes that they said were east and west I saw on the Hulu oh, version. So maybe they cut together. So I'm wondering the if they cut the best. best yeah. But yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I don't know though. Because apparently, yeah, we can talk about okay. the differences well, oh, as oh, we yes. jump in. As we go through, definitely point out What's the so funny about this, this has nothing to do with the ER, but when I first <laughs> moved to LA, I... I was video. I, I decided I wanted to do a documentary about a high school doing a production of Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, and so wow. I videotaped all their rehearsals. Stella, Stella! And the trade off was that I was going to film as like the official videographer of their performances, and they did three. And I edited together what I thought was the best. <laughs> oh, wow. And I got in a huge talking down oh. from this theater director that. I like how could I do that and I was like <laughs> at the what? time I was really like what and now I'm like that's right like yeah. I can't believe yes. I took it upon myself to be like this part of this night and <laughs> yes. this part of this night what? it's a really weird decision that is bizarre well, anyway it's obviously really not my career <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not become a professional high school videographer should we give the rundown the IMDb the synopsis yeah. the, it's really short and sweet and to the point I know I like it while a film crew is filming in the ER, it's Elizabeth Corday's first day. Is that her name? Corday? Yes, Corday. Phew! First question. Which character is that? <laughs> no, it's the, it's the, um... She's the British one. Oh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, literally... Ms. Corday. Ms. Corday, yes. Yeah. And it was literally her first episode of She's ER. She's wearing a lovely peach. Yes. Short sleeve shirt. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more sense now. I'm loving it. Uh, you were like, who's the new person? It couldn't be the woman who's like, hi, I'm new. Hello, I'm new. It's, she is British, and I thought it was very funny that they used script pages for her to explain the difference between British and yeah. American oh. uh, <laughs> doctors. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, she really needed to get out of that conversation, but that's for another scene that yeah. we're coming up with. There Sorry. was a very intense previously, previously on. on. Okay. I'll just give you the quick rundown. Please. A doctor smashes a chair. Another doctor says I can be a good surgeon, but I will never be a great surgeon. Then all I wrote down was George Clooney. (laughs) Then there's a baby in the ICU. And then there's a doctor with a gun screaming, shut up over and over again. It's same doctor who smashed a chair. Oh, same guy. Yeah. Now, do you have any context for (laughs) any of that? I have loads of context. (laughs) So basically, the screaming baby is Dr. Benton's newborn son who was born prematurely and has multiple medical complications. Oh, so no. that's so why. That's like a crossover. Yeah. So and th- who's the mom? So the mom is Carla, <laughs> and I don't have the actress's name off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I feel like she was more prolific in the 80s, 90s, and early odds because she was in Love Jones and uh-huh. a oh, lot of different movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, she plays the on again, off again girlfriend, okay. and she ends up finding out she's pregnant and Dr. Benton stepping up. And so in season three, the baby's born prematurely. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out over the course of the 15 years, yes, the ER, 15 years later um, <laughs> that his son Reese is deaf. And oh. so, and they actually use a deaf actor, which was oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. nice. 
Um, but yeah, so that's that. That's why he seems tired in the oh, episode. When okay, he's I thought it was just because he's been on call for like that seventy-eight. Too. Hours. But also, his baby's up in the ICU. Yeah. Is he a single dad? Essentially, he will eventually become a single dad okay. in later seasons. Yes, because he's kind of a lone wolf. He is a lone wolf. Okay, yeah, this was very unexpected. This pregnancy, but okay. he rises to the occasion. That makes me think that like. Um, maybe he wants to be working these extended shifts because A, it keeps his mind off of things and B, he's near his son. Hmm. Like, oh, eh, just I never a little, thought about it that way. Yeah. I like that. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so no. the doctor who smashes the chair and also wields a gun screaming, shut up. Yes. <laughs> so that is Dr. Green. Uh-huh. And basically there were two patients that came in. One was white, one was black mm-hmm. and complications ensued on both ends, but the black patient ended up dying. And so that patient's family ended up suing Dr. Green in the hospital Mm -hmm. because they felt that they were racially being discriminated against Mm -hmm. in the care of that person. Um, And even that storyline travels through multiple seasons. But basically, there is an episode where Dr. Green does get attacked in the bathroom and Mm -hmm. it's after the lawsuit is filed and they counter law. I don't know the law terms for this. Anyway, the thing about ER, which I do like, is that you never see the assailant. So you never, because oh. there is one um, family member that does come back and being like, this isn't fair. Like, you're slapping my mom with all these hospital bills mm-hmm. and her son died. Like, you know, not, I don't want to say badgering, but he does keep right. popping up being like, the system isn't fair. And he's right. The system isn't fair. Right. But again, Dr. Green is still just a doctor in the ER. He's not part of the administration. Right, right. He doesn't deal with billing or whatnot. Sure. But basically, there's a scene where it's just Dr. Green alone in the bathroom. He's washing his hands. And out of nowhere, you see him being brutally attacked. Oh, and wow. he believes it's that same family member that gotcha. comes back. But in the end, they're never really able really? to prove. In the 15 seasons, they never established? <laughs> they never prove who did it. Like oh There is you know, no evidence. Anyway, so because of that, he now has PTSD oh, and, has, and the gun. falls into a deep depression, buys a gun to protect himself. Become a pill addict? It felt like that George Clooney was like, I'm not going to give you a prescription. Yeah, that was like a one-line thing. Like oh, He didn't okay. become an addict or anything like that. Okay. That was like a low depression moment for him but but that explains the context he's very angry and he hasn't dealt with the trauma of being attacked in the bathroom yeah and he it doesn't seems know pretty what recent do. yeah because yeah. so. would that have been at the end of the it previous season towards season? the end of season three in an okay. episode called random acts but i don't think oh. it was the season finale it wasn't the season finale because i just watched the season finale. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so prep myself for ambush yes. which is season episode oh, one of yeah. season four that's correct mm-hmm. yeah so their credits yeah. roll there's do, 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 no do, imagery, do, 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 but just but no theme song. If you but, notice, oh, that's right. Oh my god, because it's yeah. live. It's, it's misleading. It's true. I'm so sorry. Um, fake news. <laughs> there's credits with dialogue, but there's no imagery. Mm-hmm. And we can hear the people chit chatting. Yeah, but it turns out it's because they're they're setting up the shot mm-hmm. for the documentary in the break room. So yes. and there's like a Cubs game playing in the background, which, which is proof. That way, if you're at home at the same night, you could switch between the Cubs game and the ER episode and prove that that it's being live. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was my thing. I'm like, was this an actual game happening? It was an actual game happening. Yeah. Now, okay, between. Then they're like, who's winning? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But is that between, do you remember like the East and West versions? Is the Cubs game still happening? I don't remember off the top of my head. But baseball's a long. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, you should borrow it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It needs love. Um, Yeah. We learned that it's a, there's a documentary crew. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be uh, filming uh, this like 24 hours, or is that what it is? Like a 24 hour doc, something. I think like it's that. like yeah, like a okay. shift of okay. like inner city ER Got for it. PBS. True, yeah. PBS. Yeah, yeah, that comes later. <laughs> um, 
Juliana Margulies. Yes. She's a nurse, but I forget her character's name. Carol Hathaway. Carol Hathaway is like embarrassed in front of this camera. Well, like, she spills milk. Like, yeah. Literally. <laughs> it's a really cute moment. I love when she does the piece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because she leaves the, the milk camera's out. watching. Because yeah. the camera's watching. But that's Always John Hawks setting up the camera, right? He's like an indie actor. Oh. Oh. Very fun triv. But he's behind the camera for or, quote the rest unquote, of behind it. The he's camera. not. I think he's actually because he comes in later and he's mm-hmm. the one that talks about it's Maria Bello, right? Mm-hmm. Um, won't be on camera. Anyway, we'll get there. But I don't oh, think he's yeah. the voice behind the camera. Oh. He's not. No. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't like that behind the camera guy. No. <laughs> he's so disrespectful. <laughs> yes. Um, but how does I, I don't even understand all the HIPAA stuff that goes into this. Like when people are like being taken into ER, are they like, OK, I'll be in a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's very tough, and there's a couple of scenes we'll get to later that are like, wow, that wouldn't be on the documentary, or like, they, they wouldn't sign off on that. Um, but we learned that, anyway, we'll get there. Um, so, the, the, there is the one doc that does not want to be on the documentary because she feels like it's going to just be, or there's the ability for it to be sensationalized and make them all... Exactly. Inter- she thinks it's going to cause a lawsuit. Yeah. If I don't sign this thing, you're wasting film right now. Is this in that character's... Yeah, I mean, it fits the character. She's very... um, Doesn't like to step out of the line, likes to do things by the book, always likes to prove herself. She is also new to the ER as well. And she um, plays a pediatrician, so she's kind of bumping up against George Clooney's character. Well, and I was going to say, I wouldn't have known George Clooney was a pediatrician, except for the doctor goes, we don't need a pediatrician. And he's like, (laughs) okay. But I was like, he looks so good. You're just going to keep saying that he looks so great throughout this whole thing. <laughs> Did you feel like that? He, he, he took my breath away. I feel like that doctor not wanting to be in the documentary was just a way to get exposition out for George Clooney to tell her what's going on with Dr. Dr. Green. Green. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because oh, oh, when they go into the room later. Seamless. It was seamless expo. They got me. Yep. Uh, we go back to the break room and all these docs are very busy. They are busy docs. So busy. And... Um, but you can notice that Dr. Green's pretty stressed. He well, and that they don't know that, and it's in, it's mentioned later, but they don't know that there's a camera in the break room. Yeah. yeah, and so it's so depressing because you see Dr. Green, like everybody leaves the break room. Dr. Green sits down and puts his head in his hands, and I was like, this is too private of a moment. Yeah, it it. I watched this episode twice, <sighs> and like then seeing that the second time, I was like, he oh cried. shit, like that sucks because they don't know those cameras are there until yeah. later, which seems unfair. <laughs> but it's a documentary. Got to capture that real footage. I know. They all signed the waiver. <laughs> um, shirtless man is having chest problems. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If Was it all burrito day? It all you can eat all burritos? All you can eat burritos. Exactly. The Mexican joint. Yeah. yeah. So they think they're, he's just having just, you know, regular, what's it called? Indigestion right. or whatnot. But it turns out he's having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so happens. Just so happens. But why does he have a cigar in the hospital anyway? Even if you smoke cigars, you don't like have one on your you side know, table. You yeah. do. I used to volunteer in the ER because of my love for ER, but also... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. But also you needed volunteer hours in school. And sure. so I promptly raised my hand and said, well, can I do that at an ER? And they're like, yes, that's a hospital. I'm like, great, done. Handled. Perfect. Um, but yeah, patients bring things in. If you find things and you're like, you know, common sense sometimes is left at the door yeah i can understand i can understand that i buy that he would have a cigar i was surprised that bill macy's character from boogie nights was in this show hey kurt have you seen my wife no no hey they're doing that countdown come on in miss okay He's just this very timid uh doctor head of chief of staff right yes he's the head of emergency medicine yeah he was like five lines probably the whole the thing entire episode. is that i know he 
Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Something happens with him in the episode, but he is very timid. And is, is that just camera shy? Is that normally his character oh, yeah. on the show? Um, that's not normally his character because he is having, you know, a heart attack as we find out. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, why is the camera right here? Oh. Um, but also, no, he's a pretty confident guy. How many- that's such a good point, though. Camera shy, because you... you it was yeah. a character thing, I yeah, think, with yeah. certain people. And that's good you say that, because uh, I rewatched the mini documentary about the making of Ambush in the live episode, and they were talking about, it is kind of a character study, because how would these characters react to a camera crew coming yeah. into the ER? Like, this is new for them yeah. as well, having these cameras in their face. Yeah, I feel like we should say, so yes, yeah, so a camera crew is there to do this, we, yeah. which you kind of said, but the way they set it up was they have some standing cameras that are like, they've just videotaped the whole room, mm-hmm. and then they have a steady cam operator who's following these guys around. Yes. It's like a dance, the it's, way they... Yeah. It, it, so, it, so sometimes I would be like, you know, when they're doing the wobbly thing in the hallway, and there's all these things rushing by, and people, you know, yelling and stuff, I'm like, wait, this was live. Like, <laughs> how much did you have the to The extra coordination is yes. insane. Yeah. Because you can't cut and redo it. And you recognize the documentarian too yeah 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 yeah. but i i i can't remember what she's from though she's from house she played dr cuddy yeah lisa edelstein that's insane yeah oh man is anyone from gray's anatomy in this show i wish i am i it's hard for me these procedurals are hard though it's like my heart was watch gray's anatomy are you i have a fan fan I am a fan fan. <laughs> like all of the seasons? I haven't got caught up. I'm on season 12 now. I started watching... And there's 17? 16. They've only, they're still- only beat it ER by one season so far. This feels like it was on purpose. I started I think it watching... Was. I started yeah. binge watching Grey's Anatomy because I thought that it was like a finished series. And I'm like, mm. cool, I'm going to get to the end. And then one day I was like six seasons in. And I saw a headline that's like, oh, this actor from Grey's Anatomy. And I was like... It's not still on, is it? <laughs> like, wait a second. Now I'm like watching the show for the rest of my life. Yes. But good for them. Yep, yep. Happy for everybody involved. Absolutely. Exactly. Steady paycheck. All right. So back in the hospital. Well, well William yeah. H. Macy and then directly before that, the guy who's on the burrito train oh, or yeah. whatever. I just realized in this moment between these scenes, like the guy's like, do you think it's going to make it in the movie? And he's like looking into the camera and then it's William H. Macy and he's like, hey, why are you shooting me in the movie? I was like, oh, everybody's going to have that moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> everybody's mm-hmm. going to have that moment in the entire episode. Going to look into the camera and say something about it. I really love the little inside joke of like, uh, it's going to be on PBS, not yeah. network. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Hey, miss, is this going to be on TV? Uh, it's free PBS. PBS? Not network? <laughs> that guy was a fun character yeah. for yes. sure <laughs> so when they're all talking at the nurse's station can you fill us in about because there was so much context but i did not understand it okay i'm trying to remember oh yeah so, well yeah. what i got was like just to uh, fill out the scene like they're kind of making fun of patients but then they like quickly switch into talking about nurses and doctors dating Yes, because basically it's a tiny thing that happens. But when Nurse Chuni says Mark and then corrects it to Dr. Green, yes. it's mm-hmm. because they had previously gone out. Uh, so she was trying to correct herself on camera and be more formal. And that's how that came up with doctors and nurses dating right, and whatnot. Right. But then George Clooney's like in the background, like, and then he cracks his neck really loud. Like, I just yeah, was that, so confused. Because George Clooney's character and with everyone. Julian, <laughs> actually, so he was a little bit of a bad boy. And I could talk about ER for days. So. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Give me a hand I, signal. I love hearing about bad boys. <laughs> yeah. George Clooney Goss. Yes. 
start from the beginning. But he's he is the bad boy of the ER, of the ER the first three seasons of the show. Like totally messed up, drinking on drugs, coming into work oh, drunk, no. putting an IV in his arm to be like ready to get on shift. Like it's it's a Whoa. bad look. It's a bad look. But even before ER started, the story goes that Green. Hathaway and Ross, who's played by George Clooney, were all friends from college. Oh. So there's this previous history that okay. they bring on to the show storyline wise. I will fast forward. Uh-huh. Basically, um, ER opens with Nurse Hathaway's character attempting suicide. Oh. And Joanna Margulies was supposed to die in the pilot, but you know, the creators and everyone loved her so much she got to stay on. So <laughs> what she a lives. Journey. It is a Whoa. journey. But um basically in college, George Clooney and Julianne Margulies' character had gone out, broken up, because, again, George Clooney's the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And at this point, in ambush, they have gotten back together. Oh. But no one knows. Ooh. So it's a secret love affair. So that's why he was making those faces in the background and pulled her into that other well, room. Well, then their mics are still and on. their mics are still on. It was a very Jim and Pam moment. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Wait, but I have a question. Yes. And not no disrespect to nurses, because they are amazing. But is it ever explained why Carol Hathaway is a nurse and the other two if they all knew each other in college like mm-hmm. why she didn't go to med school and become a doctor with the other that two? is actually a storyline that plays out she uh wanted to be a nurse she was very proud of being a nurse at one point she is frustrated with her life and her decisions and she does confront her mom being like why didn't you ever push me to be anything mm. more than this and mm-hmm. so she does end up applying to med school getting into med school starting those classes but then makes the decision to stay a nurse oh, that's oh good interesting mm-hmm. that's what about all the stains on the ceiling? What's that about? Well, it is an inner city county hospital that's overrun and underfunded. So I think production design did a they really good job. They do not do that on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Mia was telling me, tell them about where it shot. and Because you really do think it's Chicago. Yeah. So it takes place in Chicago. But it was shot on a Warner Brothers lot oh here Whoa. in Los Angeles. But every once in a while, they would fly to Chicago to get those exteriors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it so? But it had an interior and exterior you're set on Warner Brothers lot. No yeah, because you had like the whole... The, the basketball They had the scene? basketball court. They had the ambulance bay. They had Doc Magoo's, which That's is a diner, insane. which I don't think was in the ambush episode. Doc there was no Magoo's? diner. Doc Magoo's. <laughs> I love that. I know. 90s network TV, though, is astonishing with how much money they spent. Right? On, But it made it back. I mean, everyone was watching TV. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Now, so when you say it's a set, though, is it a full hospital, like, floor? It is. So I actually got to go no visit the ER. Bring it um, on. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So when you walk in, from what I understood from the you know little experience that I had, it was one big stage. I think they had different stages for like the OR and like different parts of the hospital, oh, cool. but the ER part was all one big stage that you could easily, with a steady cam, um, walk through. That is so cool because I had it built into my head that like they re- at a rented hospital. a hospital <laughs> yeah. or something for this No, they did shoot the pilot in a real hospital though. Oh, cool. Like an abandoned hospital somewhere. They, it might have been, because I was obsessed with scrubs in college and I tried to work on it as like a PA and I had an interview there and I didn't get the job but um, they shot in a real hospital in North Hollywood that had since closed down and so their whole set was like really a hospital interesting that's crazy so can you walk us through so Dr. Green is giving his rundown on his experience in the emergency room and then he finds out the cigar guy had a heart attack and then somebody pukes on him let's just pick up from there yeah Um, so yeah so basically he uh, missed the diagnosis so that's how he was buying time saying like oh yeah like we'll have someone come down you why don't you go back in the room and whatnot but then the trauma i forget which trauma comes in but a trauma comes in and gets pulled away correct mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the ron swanson 
Trauma. Yes, I know. I was going to oh, say I that know. if you <laughs> noticed Ron Swanson in the background Smoking there. A joint in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the rules do not specify whether or not I'm allowed to listen to Willie Nelson on my headphones. Does he ever come? Because Mia was telling me they reused actors a lot. Did he doesn't come back. No, no, I know. Because it's such a bit part, and he's like in the back. He's literally like <laughs> yeah. three planes back the whole time. And he tries to light a cigarette in the hospital, and they're mm-hmm. like, "You can't do that." And he's like, "This is the best." Bass player you'll ever meet. <laughs> Daddy Lee, best bass player ever. I love just I like, like you know, like you know these people because of Nick Offerman in the background. Like, yeah, they're dirtbag band guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, and I love just how in just a couple of mannerisms and lines, you're just like best bass player. He, he's about to die. Exactly. Yeah. I do feel like ER is specifically good at that. Like, because I've watched about five episodes now just to kind of get ready for this and. They're so good at a whole character in like three lines. Mm. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. And All you casting. can eat burritos. <laughs> I, I, I know I his problem. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, we meet the one of the hospital's custodians as yes. he's cleaning up the vomit from the previous. Mm-hmm. Is, is he recurring? Is he he's not. No. Oh, what? Oh. Yeah. He, I think maybe he might be in the background, but yeah. he never, he was a new addition. Interesting. He had a, whoa, a very long monologue. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's actually one of my favorite it's really scenes. Sweet. Yeah. It's so interesting. He's like, we were made in God, God's image. Yeah. And so whatever stuff I'm cleaning up off the ground's gotta be okay. <laughs> but it's such a I mean they must have done that because they had to reset some other set somewhere Absolutely. else. Absolutely. It's that, so brilliant. It's like these monologue scenes. Yeah. Um, I really liked in his monologue when he actually starts talking about blood and gore when he's just like he freezes and it reminded me of the scene in Jaws where they're like <laughs> where he's describing the the shark and he's like it's black eyes. Oh so like you like it's eyes. like a flashback or and something? It, well yeah. it feels like he's like <laughs> The gore. <laughs> yeah. You don't talk about the gore. <laughs> then he's talking. It's such a sweet yeah. sentiment that like we're all made in God's image. Like it basically it's a custodian and he has to mop up all the vomit and the blood and the guts every day. And they're like, how do you handle this job? And he's like, well, I'm a church going man and I believe we're all made in God's image. So if you look at it like that, like it's not that disgusting. We're all, we're yeah. all made of this. We're all made of God. Yeah. Know, it's like, it's a beautiful moment. Like, it's yeah. beautiful. It made me feel great. Yeah. Quite honest. <laughs> and too, if you notice, um, all, you know, usually when you have a TV show, you have background music, you have music cues, mm-hmm. you have scores. Mm-hmm. And so during those intense trauma scenes, like when Nick Offerman was in yeah. that room, yes. you, they had someone on set playing, um, like no drumsticks way. against yes, all the different, like the window good. pane. And like everything yeah. else to still bring that dramatic tension up. That was up. amazing. The yeah. drumming. At that first guy. you see that drummer and you're just like, Jesus, everything is so loud right now. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Come on, you're being rude. <laughs> and then like, you just hear it and I'm like, I wrote it down. I was like, is this diegetic or non-diegetic? Because this is so weird being live. Right. Yeah. And then they, like, they pan to the drummer. I was like, that is it's like, like to remind the audience thing. this is where the music yeah. cue is coming from. It's, but really. also helps you feel the, the tension. Intensity, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so smart. It really is like a brilliant episode of television. Yeah. What else is like pretty cool is like the different ways they go to commercial. Yes. You know, so like commercial comes pretty quick after this uh, cleanup part, but like either a uh, camera's dying, which we can get to later, or they have to cut scenes or change views and then like it just goes black because yeah. they had to change the tape or whatever. Right. I, I thought that was really fun. So basically in the previous 
season, um, Dr. Carter's character was a surgical resident underneath Dr. Benton's character, mm-hmm. and he quits to be a full-time ER resident instead. So Dr. Car- Carter's character believes he gets to pick off where he left off on the surgical rotation, mm-hmm. but that's when, is this when Dr. Weaver informs him yeah. that he yeah. has to start over? Normally we wouldn't have an intern take on something like this, but uh, Carter's been around. And technically I'm not an intern. I'm second year. Uh, no, you're an intern. I am? Yeah, you, you can't switch your specialty here without starting over. I've already done a year. It's surgery. This is emergency medicine. I thought you understood that. Uh, you, you know, let's we'll discuss this later when we're not in the middle of all this. And so basically your first year resident residency is called an internship. And right. that's after you graduated from med school, but mm-hmm. haven't taken your board exams mm-hmm. yet. And so that's why he was miffed. Yeah, he's like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> the, the entire year of... Exactly. <laughs> um, so he's explaining then he goes to the patient's wife who is Nick Offerman's friend correct mm-hmm. yes. and it turns out he signed it in DR but unfortunately they already did the thing where they poked him in the throat with the straw and stuff tracheotomy um, yeah <laughs> medical terms <laughs> um, yeah that's just like oops you yeah. know what I mean yeah oopsie I felt like that was a way to get out it was like a weird foreshadowing of what happens to the other guy, right? Oh, like right, as yeah. a way to explain what his life is going to be like now because mm. they kind of, this yeah. comes later in the episode, but a man comes in who saves another man's life and he has to, he basically becomes paralyzed. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But you never see him after a certain point. Right. And so I feel like introducing that other character was a way to say like, this is what his life is going to be like now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I never thought about that way. <laughs> well, I might not want to watch this episode of third I know. Time. <laughs> I love you're thinking about from like the production and writing and I'm just like here fangirling. <laughs> I'm watching it again. But I'm just like, oh, that's so insightful. I mean, <laughs> um, so Dr. Green and Clooney. Yes. Is Ross. Doc, Dr. Ross. Dr. Meow Meow. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the break room. Uh, and they're kind of. Oh just no, we skip. We skip oh, a couple okay. things. Yeah, go back. Let's well, go back. there's just like a couple traumas, and I'm like, that's what I was like saying before we started recording. Is that I feel like everything happens in this yeah. episode. <laughs> everything under the sun, any weird thing you can find. So like, there's a dog bite with a baby, which yes. turns out to be a toddler bite. I love that moment. Hilarious. The hospital bed right next to it. Yes. There's a woman who's on crack. Doris. She's a recurring patient. Oh, oh yeah. So it wasn't just Doctor Green being like. And I mean, he was an asshole because basically she'll come back in season four Uh and there is a series of mistakes Dr. Green has made with this patient that ends up culminating at the end. Interesting. Can you spoil it for me? I mean, Doris ends up being pregnant. She ends up delivering the baby in the ER. However, it's mishandled. Nurse Hathaway is diving to get the baby as Doris is pushing when she's not supposed to be. And Doris blames Nurse Hathaway for dropping her baby. But no one was in the room. So the baby survive? The baby survives. The baby's fine. But now it's the patient's word versus Nurse Hathaway's word on what Mm -hmm. happened. And given the series of missteps with that patient beforehand, it doesn't look good for county general. Because in that moment, you know, he's just like, I'm not going to test you for anything. Yeah. Yeah. But then immediately after that, there's like wobbly hallway camera shot. I don't really know what they're going to but then there's an old woman begging and crying for a doctor and then there's the break room it's just like whoa whoa and that nurse that they're following Uh is just fun fact she is now a dga nominated director lily marie oh my gosh Um, so there is life after the er (laughs) who which nurse is that is that the one that was dating dr green no no that's chuni so this is lily she's i believe japanese american um but Mm -hmm. yeah she now is a director of tv wait she had the little clips in her hair yeah she had little clips in her hair very good yeah what does she direct 
connect on TV. She does network television. She's oh, done, cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's rad. Very That's cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. From actress to director. And actually, it's Eric LaSalle, uh, who plays Dr. Benton. Mm-hmm. He is now the executive producer of Chicago Med, PD, and Fire. Oh and my he's gosh. taking it, like, one of the things that he does is he takes um, people of color and women and brings them up and, like, teaches them and, like, gets them into the DGA. I love that. Like that. And so she reached out to him because, like, you know, she wasn't acting as much. And mm-hmm. she was like, hey, I'd like to, you know, be a director. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Everything that has spawned from ER. Exactly. That's so cool. Um, in cool. the break room, yes. all of these uh, doctors and nurses. The milk is still there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, do Don't you, drink the milk. But, right. So just to rewind, Carol Hathaway does the scene. She probably was very nervous. She left the milk on the table when she leaves. Mm-hmm. Still there. Still there. <laughs> Live episode. Live episode. But Live, she has cleaned baby. up the mess. Yes. Uh, Dr. Green and Dr. Ross are kind of talking about the film crew and like, yes. oh, you think they're dating you know, oh it doesn't work we wouldn't do this and then uh they're, they're talking trash yeah talking trash talking. and they're informed that they're on camera yes. at that moment <laughs> dr green throws that camera to the side yeah. george clooney was blowing his nose as they <laughs> pointed into the camera he's like mid about to blow his nose can he He's a hunky nose blower too. I mean, no, like, actually, in that no moment, wrong. he was humanized for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody looks good blowing their nose. So everything was black and white in that scene. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference. That's a really shitty break room, by the way. It is. Yeah. When you like the lockers that they have to put their stuff in. I'm yeah. Like, and I can't afford any nicer than this no. not only the doctors get the lockers the nurses have to put their stuff underneath the desks and the computers no. and like things no get good. stolen sometimes and it just no. feels like they're using a poker table just the big I know, green right? circular I was like oh man everything is second hand uh, scary correct. they're inside our bodies <laughs> was have we had the big fight room. scene yet no but that okay. is I think pretty darn close to okay. where we're at now they're showing though like the guy who's potentially paralyzed and you know it's so dramatic and they have the person playing the music on the window oh, of the room yes. it's such a good like it was stressing me out and i was like that's effective Very effective. So much chaos, though. The fight scene. Do you want to walk us through it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, again, needed an act out. Um, the writer of the episode that I just blinked, Carol Flint, I believe. Yes. <laughs> um, she was saying, you know, as a writer, she would have to figure out what are good ways to get an act break mm-hmm. with a film crew. And so having a big fight scene and having the cameraman push to the ground was one of them. And in the mini documentary that they published about the episode, she was saying the East Coast version was a more tame version of the fight, but on the West Coast version, things kind of got out of hand and maybe it was a real fight before they yelled, cut. I feel like the version on Hulu is the West Coast version because it is a pretty intense It was very intense. I wrote down chaos. Yes. And angry. (laughs) If you recognize uh, the girl in the overalls, that's played, or she's Justina Machado, who's the star of One Day at a Time. Oh my God. Right now. She plays the sister of the man who was brought in who was attacked. Yes. Who who the man was saving another man from a gang beating. There are two men who were brought in at the same time. One was the victim of the attack, and one man was like the guy who was trying to save his life. Mm -hmm. And that, the guy who was trying to save his life is who you were talking about earlier, who it looks like he's going to be paralyzed. Yes. So this high tension is involving like seven different things at once culminating in this fight exactly cut to commercial there you go (laughs) hey maybe we should cut to commercial let's do it kellogg's
Uh, back in, Mia, catch us back up. What happens after this fight? So after this fight, I believe this is when we get the introduction of Dr. Corday's character. Ah, uh, Ms. Corday. Ms. Corday, the, the lovely British woman with the hair coming mm. off the elevator, not quite sure of where she is or where she's going. Right. No one's telling her what to do. Eric LaSalle, Dr. Benton, seems to not want to go home because of the ICU thing. Because his baby's right. in the ICU. Yeah. The thing, the ICU, his baby. His baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they end up, you know, getting together later. They do? They Wait, do. but does she also get together with Dr. Green? They end up together, yeah. Oh. She ends See, up marrying Dr. Watch Green. ER, guys. See, yeah. it's all yeah. coming back. Exactly. You well, got it. It was must-see TV. It was. So. I, I don't know where this falls within meeting Dr. Oh, Miss or Dr. Well, she's Dr. Saying Corday. In Dr. Cordae. Okay. Apparently in England, yes. yeah. Um, but Dr. Weaver uh, is telling the camera person that the man is paralyzed. And while they're having this conversation, <laughs> William H. Macy comes in. And I have it written down that he's the chief of emergency services. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing that. But he has chest pain and they kick the camera people out because... I, I in the elevator. Yes. Such yeah. a good elevator. He's, yeah. yeah. He's got... Um, Radiating he's, pain he's, through his jaw. Yeah. A myocardial infarction. Yeah. I Here's the thing. <laughs> what you can gain from these things is that if I ever had radiating pain to my jaw, now I know what that means. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I really like um, how the doctor puts the documentarian like on Dr. the spot. Weaver. Yeah. Yes. How Dr. Yes. Weaver puts that documentarian on the spot because he's like, oh, preferential treatment because he's the chief of medicine. And she's like, no. It's emergency services, actually. Oh, sorry. Emergency <laughs> services. Mm-hmm. And she's it- like, do you know much about emergency? <laughs> now we're coming. Here we go. What the hell? Hey, what are you doing? No, no. I asked you not to. Are you going to the cath lab? Yes, no, turn it off. Isn't there another heart patient who's been waiting for hours? What what do you mean? Do some patients get preferential treatment in the ER? Look at me. I'm talking to you. Is this recording? Yes. Good, because I want to know, are you a doctor? Do you have any experience at all with myocardial infarctions? No. How's he doing? Sinus rhythm is 60, pulse no, 96. at me. Then how can you make an accusation about patient treatment? Just because your camera sees a picture of one man going to the cath lab, you assume preferential treatment. Do you know what acute ST elevations are? Is there another patient in the ER who had a run a beat tack? I don't know. How's he act to be? Under five per minute. So what do you want to know? What can we tell you? I'm sorry. I got carried away. It did. It does feel like the writers were trying to give every mo- every major actor a good little thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like they all got like a nice little scene let to shine. Yes. I like that a lot. Was Will, was William H. Macy a regular on the show? I don't think he was a series regular, but he was on the show um, okay. because he is the chief of emergency medicine. Yeah. He's like on an unknown floor of the hospital uh, up in his office doing administrative work. So he would pop down, you know, when like real crisis would hit. And do he and Dr. Weaver have it all of a romantic thing? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. There's just a professional relationship. She uh, wanted that power. She wanted to be an admin. He was there. So basically the rest of season four is him recovering from the heart attack gotcha. and her slowly taking on his responsibilities oh. and eventually taking over as chief of emergency. Go girl. Exactly. Yes. They have a couple uh, traumas. I mean, because it, again, it's just like the list is long. I, I wish we would have counted them. An old man falls count. down at a nursing home. They bring him back to life. Then he's like, I have lots of sex. Yeah, yes. his and, scene is so gross. <laughs> yeah. And then, but immediately after that, there's a man covered in blood, and then he's screaming that he has HIV. Mm-hmm. And then, then the the poor 
Dr. Corday is then they're just like, just tell us about your surgical history. Just start from the beginning. It's just kind of like there's so much going there's on. So much and it's going like, on. can you please just tell us, oh, like where'd you go to school? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a weird alarm bells and people are sprinting yes. behind her. But to yes. Shauna's point, that's probably when they were resetting yeah. something yes. in the background. These are things that like I am so glad you said that because even now when we say it again, it's yeah. like I it's don't like, oh, right. I forget about it for, this. Yeah, it's, I keep it's live. It's yeah. live. I wonder how many cameras they actually had going. They must have had several steady cameras. There is operators. several. Yeah. Yeah. There is several. There's a shot of it in the mini documentary of all the cameras oh, and all the oh cables because they were concerned too. Like all these shots of gurneys flying down the hallways mm-hmm. and like there's literally camera cables <laughs> everywhere. Yes, but oh really, gosh. we have to give a shout out to Tommy Shalami who was the director. Yes, of this Tommy Shalami. He's Shalami. a very he directed most of the West Wing. Yes, oh, he's wow. a he, forgive he's me a for laughing. He's a television director. Yeah. Um, but he uh, did such an amazing job. There's just so much focus pulling in this episode. Yeah. Where like mm-hmm. like the scene where we passed it already, but where the guy comes in with Nick Offerman and he's mm-hmm. riding on that pad. Oh yeah. yeah, so many like camera movements from the pad to the doctor to the actor to the Nick Offerman. Like it's just amazing that they had all that yes. choreographed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing, and they had to live sound mix the episode oh, as yeah, well. That's, that's- insane to me. I don't even know how you would begin doing that. I'm probably why I didn't work on television. Yeah, that's Uh, why you don't have the job. Yeah. Well, I think to to what you were saying, Shauna, um, when uh, Dr. Ross and Juliana Markley Carol Hathaway and Carol Hathaway Hathaway, yeah, Nurse Hathaway were talking and like, oh, we're mic'd. The camera pulls in and then an emergency comes in over where the camera pulls and I was like, so brilliant. Like, these are things that like you have to be paying attention to to really see but when you do you're like this is helping this show so much yeah. Like, yeah. in such a positive way it's so cool where are we the patient who's paralyzed his wife arrives it's just a really sad moment mm-hmm. it was just like a tough yeah she yeah. was you had pointed out that like she was a little too calm it felt like oh well i mean no it's more that i'm you know wear my uh, emotions on my sleeve i ah. was just like she's calmly walking down the hallway she's like leveling with the you know doctor saying like okay so he's most likely paralyzed and i was just commenting that if i'm walking down the hallway to my loved one who's paralyzed i'd be like no you know yeah. like that yeah. more like my reaction we already passed this but that reminds me when Dr. Green gets on the phone with his, her babysitter, yes. it's such an intense like pre-cell phone yes. reality yeah. of... Is this the William Sitter? Hello, this is Dr. Green from the emergency room at County General Hospital. Do you understand me? How far away are you from where Mrs. Williams goes to school? Good. Get a neighbor to watch the baby and run there as fast as you can and get her. Tell her it's an emergency and that every minute counts. Put her in a cab. We're about a 10-minute ride away. You got all that? Any questions? Good. Go. Get the neighbors to watch the baby. Run to the college. Talk to her. <laughs> like the whole thing. Give her, like, get her in a cab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's just like text her. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I mean. 911 emergency. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was it was very touching, and that was one of the things I was talking about earlier. Where it's like, that seems like I wouldn't want to put that in the documentary. Like I wouldn't sign the waiver for that. But no, it's. Kind I of, felt bad for the one day at a time actress behind her because uh, I felt like that might have been a mistake because she gets really <laughs> hidden. What we're talking yes. about is basically a wife of the man who's paralyzed is at his bedside having a huge crying moment and the sister of the man that the man the other man saved is standing behind her and i felt like in direction she was probably 
right to the side of her so you could see the parallel of both women. But, but it was just like in the live chest. taping, you really just she's like over there, yeah, yeah. Be- uh, slightly behind the woman's head. <laughs> yes, um, George Clooney. What is his name in the show? Doug Ross. Doug Ross. He's telling a story about a lady uh, who he had to tell her that her son died, and she asked if his arm was broken. Yeah, yeah. it's like the the <laughs> idea that it doesn't come to compute. You. Right? It doesn't yeah. compute. Your body so disconnects. Ugh, and it it just. That scene was very, like, just felt real. Like, it felt like, oh, my God, yeah, every day you need to come up with, you you, you build your coping mechanisms for working in such a high-stress environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very believable. Doug, Doug Ross. Whew. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah, and you don't. Once again, and that, is, <laughs> and that is what, your path has taken a turn <laughs> away from ever doing that. So. Um, <laughs> earlier, we see that uh, Noah Wiley, he's... Uh, Dr. Carter. Carter. And Dr. Carter is a little overconfident. Yes. But he's also... Um, Always. Oh, is, oh okay. is that his... That's his he, thing? He, he that's kinda, his thing. Yeah. He had lost a patient uh, earlier and... Well, he had brought a patient back to life and now he's... The, the man who has sex with everybody at yes. the nursing home. Yeah. yeah, him. Yeah. And now he is losing a patient. Yes. It's that same guy. Yeah. Dr. Green is paged, but it wasn't soon enough. Yeah. He coded... And he blows up. I feel like I have a heart of stone, but when that guy died, I was like, honestly, a little good, like happy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, STD prevention, right? Yeah. Yeah. No and also just age. I was eighty five. Like was make actually... him like seventy nine if you want us to care. Like don't yeah. put him over the eighty mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, he's like a hundred. Like it's okay. It's time. I know. It, but he should have probably. Di- I mean, but he was pre- so lively when he was brought in. Though. Horny oh. motherfucker. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Dr. Green chews out, and is that kind of like a regular dynamic? It's not a regular dynamic. You know, Dr. Green is in that pressure cooker. He hasn't gotcha. dealt with his PTSD, mm-hmm. and Carter is new to being in the ER for so long because I mm-hmm. think he mentions it you know up in the surgical mm-hmm. space he's able to like do things on his own right. unsupervised mm-hmm. but you know ER is a different beast and yeah. you need to be supervised and when you get cocky patients die yeah coded <laughs> but again like an amazing narrative device mm-hmm. to get him to yeah. finally open up to the camera yes. is to protect Dr. Green exactly. he basically makes a trade like right. mm-hmm. I will talk to you in a direct to camera thing if you never don't air use. that yeah. of me no. chewing out Dr. Carter. Do you want that interview? Yes. Do you? Are you willing to answer our questions? As long as you don't use what you just shot. The walk away? The whole thing. I'm losing the patient, me chewing him out. It wasn't bad, you know. It was true to life. Do you want the learning. interview? Yes. Okay. Who wants to take like the gravity, the weighty of Dr. Green talking to the camera because oh. I just can't I have an idea. Yeah. Mia. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. It was a, it was a moment I think we've all been waiting for because Dr. Green's character, he's the guy who just wants to show up, do a good job, make people happy and go home at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any big aspirations to climb the corporate doctor ladder or whatever. (laughs) And so to see him traumatized in this way over multiple episodes and acting out of character, being mean to patients, being mean to the staff, it was starting to get frustrating. You kind of didn't like him, you know, anymore. And he's like really the heartbeat of the show. So I feel like it was a nice like sigh or like relief mm-hmm. to see him finally open up mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. his own trauma yeah. in that way because he hasn't talked to anyone about it and I feel like after that episode he does begin that healing process 
Um, but yeah, it was it was heavy and we've never really, you know, again, it's a live episode. So people are talking to the camera, but we never really get that inner monologue in the mm. characters. Yeah. You're only really hearing it, you know, through a narrative way well and this episode went by so fast and there's mm-hmm. so much that happened that like he said that and he directly he's very like it's very heavy moment and then it's like okay is that enough and then the screen goes black and I'm like I my mouth was all the way open I'm like that's that, 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 that just took me on a journey and dropped me off at exactly the end. I, it was it shook me yeah. I thought it was a two hour long episode <laughs> <laughs> I finished watching I was like Graham is that Two hours. Was that a is f- double episode? Is the still up? <laughs> and then we check the time. So it ends at like 43 something. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the title cards where there, you can hear the, them underneath mm-hmm. at the beginning is six minutes. Like it, the episode really? doesn't start till six in. Oh, so wow. the Whoa. episode is only what? 36 minutes uh-huh. long, yeah. which is nuts. That is it nuts. It feels so long. Yeah. In yeah. a good way. Yeah. yeah, we also watched Knight Rider, and that was fifty three <laughs> minutes long, uh-huh. it and felt. it felt seven hours. Yes, yes. they Love got the though. car back. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Thank you both for being on the show. You know what I yeah. forgot to mention at the beginning? Yeah. Bring it on. How funny it is. We asked Shauna if she would be on the TV show show and she said, you know what would be great if we do an episode of ER, I'm going to ask my coworker and she said, oh, my coworker is in and she connected us all on email Mm -hmm. and Rob texted me and said, (laughs) she's, she used to be a roommate of my my girlfriend. (laughs) My world caved in on me because I was like, wow, this is such a, tiny world we live yeah. in world. yeah um so just what a small world what a and quaint teeny tiny little world yeah sure um but thank we- you so yeah. much for being on the show can uh, mia can you go first tell us where we can find you or what you're working on or anything you want to plug sure. yeah thanks for having me first of all i love an excuse to talk about er <laughs> <laughs> always um but yeah i'm currently writing for katie keen alongside shauna mcgarry and yeah i'm mkqi on social i have don't have a lot to say she has a very nice instagram account I'm beautiful she's a really good photographer thank Mia. you uh-huh. Thank you. And what's the handle? MKQI. But also, during this precarious time, maybe think about donating to the local food bank in your area. Yes. Given that kids might be out of school. That's and right. And need meals. That's Good right. Good call. Good yeah. call. Good call. Shauna? Uh, yes. I mean, also during this time, Katie Keene has streamed six yes. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, like all CW shows and network shows now, and unlike ER, <laughs> uh, ratings struggle. So it's a really darling show. We really love it a lot. And it's like it's a breath of fresh air. It's like a piece of candy. It is. Oh, it really it's, is. It's a joy. Musical. It's the best way, yeah. Um, so please do tune in. We're really proud of it. And you can Sorry. find it on the CW app, right? The CW yes. app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And online at thecw.com. Ooh, yeah. double whammy. Um, but yeah, uh, we're moving. So we're, we're <laughs> podcasting in our very kind of messy house right now. But um, things are good. We're yeah. very grateful. For and we lives. can find you where on social media? Oh, I think I'm Shauna C. McGee, but I am mm-hmm. not a very huge social media person, I must admit. She's a regular sized social you can media just person. Fine, I'm around. Isn't that <laughs> yes, on yes. That's me too. 
All right. Well, great. this has well, been a great episode. Yeah, uh, we've got an Instagram as well. Oh, the yeah. TV Show Show. The TV Show Show at Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you find us on any other platform, hashtag Pink Jeans. It's our network for hosting all of our podcasts. It's true. Um, we got this show. We got other shows. You can find it all at our You'll Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Pink Jeans. So use that hashtag. Have fun. Okay, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.